because it's fun. It's fun to do bad things. 24-7 Comedy Radio. I wanted to do hood stuff with my friend. Step out of that shit like a homeless man trying to change his life. We do it so fresh. And we do it the fuck we want to do. The Green Room is brought to you today by Amazon. Click the Amazon link on SeanTGreen.com to support the Green Room today. And now, live from Silver Lake, California, the host of the Green Room, Sean Green. All right, everyone. Welcome to the Green Room. We're doing it live here on ShantiGreen.com, presented by our good friends over at 247Comedy.com. Make sure you go over there and uh, make sure you check them out on the iHeartRadio app, number one comedy channel on there. And you can actually go to 247Comedy.com, check them out on your uh, local AMFM dial, 1027 Austin, 1025 Kansas City. Plenty of other emerging markets all over the great country. And as Logan mentioned, Amazon. It's pretty easy, guys. You just go to SeanTGreen.com. You click the Amazon link. You can actually bookmark that link so you never have to click it again. You never have to go to the show again. If this is the only episode you download and you bookmark that link and use it for all your future Amazon shopping, karmically, you're a saint. Speaking of saints, my left-hand man, Mr. Logan Lysico. Logan, what's happening, man? I'm young. How say y'all? <laughs> nice. Now, where's that? where's that coming from? That's Korean. I like that we've uh, come so far in the show. Well, first off, that we don't change the format at all at the beginning or or really or really the bulk of the show. It's just me complaining about, you know, basically a right-wing uh, political issues. But, yes, I, I do like that we've gotten to the point that now you have to research some sort of unique hello. I feel like uh, we're really challenging you, Logan. You do some homework. I appreciate that coming in. Speaking of coming in, guest of the program, longtime friend of the show. I think one of our uh, one of our early guests for sure, uh, Casey Fay. Casey, what's going on, man? Hey, I was going to try to do something, uh, bailed on it. Uh, <laughs> it was like a moment where I, I was saw like, it in your face. You were like, "I'm going to try this." No, I have nothing. Well, to okay, hey, uh, I Casey, had that vision of Shaq doing the the Yao Ming impression that was like uh, came across as very racist and had to explain himself for weeks. So I was like, oh, "I'll just I'll bail on this and just say what's up." <laughs> were you going to go with a random Asian? Yeah, oh, okay. I definitely was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I was gonna try something, and since I I don't speak any, uh, you don't you don't speak any uh, Mandarin or uh, I don't no, uh, so I was just gonna come across that, and I I don't that's even... a that's a real racist thing. We couldn't think of an Asian language <laughs> yeah. off the top of our heads. There's one billion Chinese people, and still blanked on Chinese. Yeah, I'm pretty uh, I'm pretty uh, Eurocentric. Yeah, my, Eurocentric, American centric. Mm. What's going on, Casey? Feel like I haven't uh, yeah, hung nice. out with you in a while, especially a on a podcast. What's been, been new, man? Uh, not much. My goal for this year is to try to do less things and make more money. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good <laughs> formula. You've been on that. You've been on that trip for a while, but I feel yeah. like you're really. You're Last really getting time, I made a mistake. I was doing too much stuff and not enough money, <laughs> uh, and so I decided I'm going to try to change that. Um, uh, no, good. I'm just uh, just writing stuff, trying to trying to sell things, trying to write some pilots, trying to um, put up some shows at the UCB Theater, uh, teaching improv over there. Uh, and then just trying to book the occasional commercial because that's yeah. stupid money. Yeah, no, I saw you in the uh, Mazda commercial. You're yeah. playing a scientist. Yeah, man, scientist number two. Yeah, it's me, man. Now, um, is that a lot of uh, is that a lot of pressure when you're on a commercial uh, audition? Commercial for someone for someone. Now, you know, obviously, I'm in the industry, yeah. not not in the booking industry, but right. I'm in the auditioning <laughs> right. industry. Are you in the callback industry? Uh, occasionally. All right. 
Now, uh, take us through the process and and going on set. What's it like? Uh, cool. I actually ha- I have a pretty I have a I have a pretty good agent in that they get us out a lot, uh, which at first is super annoying because I'm just going on a ton of auditions and I'm not getting callbacks, not booking anything, not the in between is getting put on a veil, which is like the worst. Well, it's not the worst thing, but it's it's this thing where like they like you. You're you're like one of two guys or three guys, right? And then you get your hopes up and you start counting the money, and then you're usually not the one that they take. Um, Basically, you're waiting for a guy to get hit by a car. Some can <laughs> yeah, catastrophe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but the the one thing I, I I booked one thing before, but it was like just a little. It was a payday. It was fun. Uh, and then this one was like a sag thing that actually paid pretty good money. Um, I went in. I was I got my my agent gave me the audition the day of. I was sitting at my place just getting stoned because I had like a free day. Sure. My favorite kind of high is during the day. I don't like being as high at night, uh, but just like a sunny day is like the dream for me. Uh, which is, <laughs> you really, yeah. you really came to the right place. If you like uh, the worst high. place, the worst place, because it's uh, every day is. Sunny. Yeah, well, yeah. I guess, I guess it depends. Hey, look, every day is sunny, and yeah. every day people are around not doing stuff. We play in a pickup basketball game, and it's not just like comedians, you know, like pudgy comedians who audition and and you know have side jobs here right. and there. Literally, you'll go in there on a Thursday and the gym is packed yep. wall to wall kids that look like they're 14 15 16 <laughs> yep. guys in their 20s 30s it's Up like no one has a job in los angeles yeah, no one tries to work during the days they all try to get high and just sit around uh <laughs> so that's what i was doing and so i, I was kind of nervous because i was pretty high uh, and i was like well let me look to see if there's like sides and stuff because if there's like a ton that i need to do usually not in commercials but i was like okay cool so was, it had no dialogue so i was like great this is fine i can definitely do it <laughs> i can definitely audition for something that doesn't have dialogue uh when I go there, uh, if I'm high, uh, but so I go there and everyone else is like dressed up, uh, in some way. And I feel like, and I, it was a straight to callback too. So I was like, Oh shit. So this is like a callback. That means there's gonna be a director and like probably someone from the company in the room. And like, yeah, sometimes in the callback, they'll bring, uh, we got someone from New York on a video phone or someone from the agency and they, and it's like, all right, I already realized it's a callback. You don't need to try to get my head anymore. Just say, this is a PA. I would not know the difference. (laughs) I don't know. It's a a gray haired PA. I'm fine with that. No matter what I know, they're not going to smile at me. They're not going to, uh, and you're, and especially if you're used to doing live shows, you, you still are used to kind of like you know in stand up you're looking to kind of get a reaction and it's tough i mean i'm not a great actor but it is tough to get out of that mode where you're not like you're yeah. trying to work the person when really they've really seen the same be. thing a thousand times they don't give a shit yeah uh, uh but so uh, so i'm sitting outside this room i know that there's gonna be people that are important inside the room i'm high everyone else is dressed up in like <laughs> suits and stuff and then the other thing usually auditions roll pretty quick you're in the room quickly people are in there for like the longest time so now i'm getting worried that the reason there's no sides is because they want us to like do a lot of stuff like i get called in for to improvise stuff and uh and i'm like oh shit i'm gonna have to like figure out stuff i'm high blah blah so <laughs> they bring in three of us uh i i look in and luckily it was a director i'd worked with before which is i'm sure the only reason i got it because this is uh, if you've seen the commercial it's a part absolutely anyone can do like there are some right. commercials anyone can do right this i was gonna say that to you but i felt like it yeah. would have been a compliment no 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 this is this is literally one that anyone can do <laughs> you had a nice fist pump i'll give you that you yeah. sold the fist Yep. It looked natural. It looked good. That was part of the audition. But so, <laughs> so we they give us a clipboard and there's there's a steering wheel uh, that's attached to the ground. <laughs> I love that. I love how it's so it's so bizarre in these things where it's like the things they have. Yeah, because most of the time it's just like, hey, makeup, do whatever you yep. want to do, use space work. Mm-hmm. Y- 
they don't they don't want to use a lot of props, props no, but like a steering wheel for some reason, which there. is like the easiest thing to do. <laughs> yeah, like to, you just put your hands at ten and two and, and you know make it seem like you're just rubbing a wheel. It's totally. very easy. And for some reason, like that's the thing that like we couldn't picture we couldn't we couldn't picture the car. We could, <laughs> yeah. we needed that steering wheel because otherwise we can't. Uh, but so they had us just like walk around with a clipboard, uh, look at the steering wheel, and then make check marks on the clipboard, <laughs> and then go over this other thing that was a shelf. And just like touch it in different ways as if we're expecting it, and then make checks on the clipboard. And then you pass it to the guy next to you, and then he does the same thing. <laughs> and so it's just the dumbest thing. So I'm like, I'm high, which is I'm actually like just trying not to laugh that I'm in this room doing this thing. The one side just says the giggles. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, oh my god, I can't believe I'm, this is what I'm doing. But uh, uh, but so we did it, and then like, okay, now we want you all to react as if like a, a rocket just went up in space. Uh, or just like launched, but you're scientists, so you're excited, but you're also scientists, so you, you expect it to go well. We want like a scientist excitement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and natural. Think like The Office. They always say that. Um, uh, Think like The Office. But so we just did it. And then uh, truly everyone, I'm sure, in that room did good enough to get the part. The two guys that got the scientist role were me and another guy the director had worked with. The people that got like the oh, – there's a few parts that you look a little bit more specific, so maybe they actually did something in the room. But it was totally – absolutely anyone could do it. But um, it's – Good money. It was like a shot two days. One of them was a bunch of overtime, so I got to buy a car. Jim, man, I know. I saw you. Saw you roll up in some uh, sweet wheels. Yeah, yeah. Now you got. I'm assuming you got a Mazda car because no, you're... no way, no way. I got a Honda. Uh, yeah, I. I uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, it was now. Now, Casey, as a, uh, it, it, what would it take? Now, I'm not saying you're a whore for money by sure. any means. Right. What would it take? <laughs> For a commercial to come across, a, a part to come across at this stage in your career mm-hmm. to be like, no, I, I'm morally opposed to that. I can't do that. There's been like one that I said I wouldn't go audition for, but it was because the, I hate driving to Santa Monica. And it was a drive to Santa Monica. It, it was a buyout, so it was just $600, and then you had to play with cats the entire time, and I'm allergic to cats. Oh, okay. But as far as like products or anything, I would do any – I mean, <laughs> again, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to work less and make more yes, money. Yes, exactly. So I would do, I would do any commercial. Uh, and if it was something that I was morally opposed to that was like – terrible then i'd like give some money to like the opposite like i remember moby used to say he'd do that he'd like sell his songs to car car companies and then donate that money to like save the environment yeah fucking charities or well and, and that's great too because it's not like anyone's actually following up on moby's taxi like, <laughs> right moby can say he donated that's to true. a ton of charities like yeah sure i let mcdonald's license my stuff but i just use that to help this awesome vegan restaurant get off the ground. Are you saying Moby's lying to the American people? <laughs> no, I'm just saying he could, and no one would follow up with that. Yeah. Everyone would read that and go, oh, yeah, that pussy Moby. Yeah, I believe he, he did, did. that. Yeah. <laughs> he has this awesome castle. I don't know if you've seen it up on Beachwood. It has like the most amazing view in all of Los Angeles. And it's like techno music paid for that. Yeah, it's, it's so weird. Much. It's weird because you. Like Who the way buys a Moby album, yeah, or just or just the idea of like how show business works, and that like oh yeah, this guy wrote a jingle, he's worth like eighty five million dollars, or a guy like Moby, like I could name two Moby songs, and, and like I feel like I'm quasi. He did one with Gwen no, Stefani, I remember. Yeah, he, he had like a little run there in the mm-hmm. late nineties, maybe his early two thousands, but he also seems like a dude who just has a ton of money, and maybe he's just doing like side producing stuff. Commercials, man. He's, he licensed with the one album. He licensed every single song on that album for commercials. So he just made so much money off it. 
Made a ton of bank. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, Case. Uh, you want to talk like, more about Moby? You want to <laughs> jump off Moby? I mean, we well, could then. just shit on him. I just feel like, <laughs> I mean, really, I, I don't know. I, I mean, we can yes and on how awful Moby is all day, Casey. But okay. I, all right. You I know, it. it's just the. Uh, it's not your audience. I get it. You know, I get it. <laughs> no, all right. Moby's really awesome. And well, let's talk about how awesome Moby's <laughs> life is. It's like, I'm jealous of Moby just the fact that he was on MTV Cribs. Yeah. You know. Yeah, not that he's and he gets a a mansion and he doesn't have to do anything seemingly. <laughs> seemingly, I mean, yeah, I guess he's in his mind something. he's doing something by making music, but <laughs> or as he calls it, music. Oh, I mean, really, the computers, old man are, Green, the, the computers are doing the work. Uh, speaking of old man Green, my dad was in uh, town, and it's just great because I feel like. Uh, Dads like just store up quotes, or, or just like they just have little nuggets of wisdom that they just keep repeating. Sure, which used to drive me crazy in high school, like just hearing the same line over and over again. But that you know, uh, I, my dad lives on the East Coast. I get to see him every once in a while, and we get to hang out. So then when he's you know when he starts talking and laying off these great one-liners, it's like, oh man, this is awesome. This yeah. is hilarious. I, I've got to tweet this. I got to talk about this. <laughs> these are great lines. He had one. It was uh, we were walking around in Old Town Pasadena, and he goes, "Cheesecake Factory. That piece is uh, place is a real fucking piece of shit." I mean, I've actually never eaten there, but I mean, <laughs> look, just look at it. <laughs> yeah, I think he's right. I've never, yeah, no, I've never I mean, uh, it's one of those things. You, you know, you can judge a, a book by its cover when it's a Cheesecake Factory. Yeah. He's got an opinion. I don't know if you saw this uh, commercial because we we're – I don't know. We, we're talking commercials here with mm-hmm. a commercial artist and <laughs> yeah. stand-up comedian, improviser. Commercial artist I'd prefer. <laughs> uh, this was uh, – Burger King I guess is kind of on the border of bankruptcy. Like they're doing – maybe that's a little stretch, but they're doing really poorly. So they reinvented the menu and they're rolling out these commercials and they they seem kind of odd to be honest. I mean – you know, a, a lot of commercials are kind of like whatever, but they seem just like shot weird mm-hmm. and just kind of the dynamics uncomfortable. Like I don't know, have you seen the Jay Leno ones? No, yeah. it's just it's just like Jay Leno drives a car. Oh, I did, yeah. And there's a Beckham one too. Yeah, Beckham, yep, and I it's like those. real. This girl the Leno one was one of those commercials where anyone could have done that. Like he yeah. didn't do anything signature Leno. Mm-hmm. Or... Yeah, I mean, he was, denim, though. I he, was he was in a class. <laughs> yeah. He was in a classic car, yep. and he ordered food. I guess that's all like Leno does. Is <laughs> he he makes crappy jokes. He drives around in classic cars, <laughs> and he eats food. Like that's the only three human things Jay Leno does. <laughs> and so I guess that is typical Leno. And then there's a Beckham one where the the girl. Um, you know, falls in love with Beckham, and mm-hmm. then wait, the, the manager has to take over, but he falls in love with Beckham. Yep. So it just kind of, you know, whatever, kind of crappy commercials. Now there's this one that uh, Mary J. Blige got paid two million dollars, and then they quickly pulled because they they found it. They said it was too racist. So here's a uh, here's a, here's the uh, Mary J. Blige commercial that uh, Burger King is no longer Aaron. Exciting things are happening at Burger King. Welcome to Burger King. Oh, uh, what's in those new chicken snack wraps? What's in the new what's chicken snack? What's in the snack? new chicken wraps? Mary? So now she comes out of nowhere with the mic, and here you go. Crispy chicken, first status, three cheeses, fresh dress and wrapped up in the tasty flour tortilla. Crispy chicken, wrapped up in the The new chicken snack wraps come and get it you know now i mean come on how is that how i get is it i so get it people can't talk about chicken on tv i guess that's <laughs> no it's too controversial <laughs> i mean i could understand if she was playing some like 
Yeah, stare at, like, really. You say, so we gonna eat some chicken? <laughs> hey, Massa, is yeah. it alright if I get one of them snack wraps yeah. you've been making? <laughs> hey, I mean, first off, it's not even real fried chicken. It's um whatever Burger King's fried snack wrap thing is. And the chick got paid $2 million. That's nothing racist about giving someone $2 million to do a stupid <laughs> song about chicken fingers wrapped up in a tortilla shell. That's not, yeah, It's a, maybe it's a stereotypical food. It's just like that whole Dave Chappelle bit. Of, yeah. Oh, yo, hey, I love chicken because it's delicious. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. McDonald's on. had this exact same commercial, they but had... it was a guy singing R&B yes. chicken. And I, I was always wondering, like, I wonder if anyone who, like, works on the – because McDonald's, I, I use a laundromat where uh, the TV is usually on some, uh, like, Mexican, uh, Spanish channel. Uh, and their commercials are, are different than, you know, the English one. And then they have their African-American commercials in there. And I was like, I wonder if anyone on set is ever like – Okay, uh, so this we're, this is the black uh, McDonald's surprise yes. we're doing. And then, okay, so this is the you know just like cause it's so clearly like key demographic, which uh, I guess that's how advertising works. Uh, but this is the exact same thing as that ad where it just used to be a guy that sang an R&B song. No, about- yeah, I mean, it's it's unoriginal for so many different reasons. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the the whole Chicken McNugget R&B song where they're laying by the fire and, yeah. girl, why you be so stingy with the McNuggets? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there, there, there is one a commercial now that I do think is racist. Uh, a friend of mine uh, showed it to me. Uh, uh, it's a uh, OK Corral or something, and it's like okay. the, this white couple's in the front driving their car, and there's a black couple in back, and they're like, "Oh, hey, don't worry, we're gonna go somewhere. That's uh, it's a little pricey." And then like the two two couple in back kind of look at each other with like wide eyes, like, a, and, then, and then the other one says, <laughs> "I don't know if we can afford that." And, yeah, and then the other one in the front says, "Hopefully we get the hopefully we get the chef at a good day," and then. The two black couple in the back just open up the car and just bail out. <laughs> just dive out of the car as if, like, we, we don't want to take the chance that we're going to have to go somewhere fancy and the food might not be good. And then they land at OK Corral. They go, it's like, that to me is a Whoa. commercial that should be pulled. Uh, not Mary J. Blige singing an R&B song about a Burger King menu item. Yeah, no, like that's a slam against Mary J. Like, she's some sort of stereotype. I wonder if this is just the best way for them to get attention to their menu. Like, I wonder if it, there's some kind of research they did where it's like, if we pull an ad, more people will find out about it than if we just play this shitty thing. Yeah, but for, then why pay... I, I mean, I, I yeah. agree, but why pay Mary J. Blige? <laughs> right. to, why not get the McNugget Well, Burger King's guy? not doing very good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're, not, they're not making the best decisions. <laughs> Clearly, they're mishandling money from top to bottom. Yeah. You know, you just hire the McNugget guy. I'm sure, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you can get him. He actually stopped me from going there when they changed the fries. I, they used to use a different oil that... Oh no! Loved. Oh, Burger <laughs> well, King is that, fucking up. Now that now yeah, that's yeah. now the real reasons of Burger King's financial woes. If <laughs> you are if else. you're not selling Logan <laughs> on fast food, you're doing something wrong in Seriously. your country. <laughs> you say you're no longer you're no longer a fan of BK. No, they used to use. I mean, their fries used to taste like vegetable oil, which maybe some people would complain about, but I loved it. Mm-hmm. But now it just tastes salty and like McDonald's fries. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> There's the review. Yeah, Yelp review by Logan Lystica. <laughs> oh, I mean, it is. You can't just put salt. I don't know. It's just no. Yeah, yeah. Let's dig into this deeper. Yeah, come on, Logan. What's so? Wait, what's I feel your... like there were. I might be wrong, but I feel like they used to cut them with the skin and everything. I don't know. They're just more old timey fries. fries. They yeah, they used that. to have some. Uh, I agree. I'm. I don't know. To be honest, I haven't eaten at a uh, eaten at a Burger King in a long time. All right, let's uh, let's take care of some more um, African Americans in. Uh, <laughs> no, that sounds take horrible. But I'm just thinking of any sort of transition to get in this <laughs> LeBron James State Farm. The commercial. first one you picked was bad. <laughs> Let's try another one. 
commercials. Let's stick to commercials. Um, this one I just saw the other day, and it is uh, it's it's been it's been really eating at my craw. It just um, I mean, obviously everyone's familiar with LeBron James. LeBron mm. James went right from high school to the NBA. He was famous in high school. You know, he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated in high school. He was already getting endorsed by Nike. He was on Sports Center. So, what better way to give back to the community than a, a commercial like this, or a PSA rather? Sorry. Wake up! Every 26 seconds, a kid drops out of high school. But without an education, you never know where you're going to land. Wake up. Life is too short to sleep through it. Good dreams start here. State Farm and LeBron are helping kids be more. Take the pledge to stay in school today. Wow. <laughs> the worst person for that. I mean, it, I, to be I, fair, he, yeah, he he, but he he finished high school, so I'm sure right. That he did very finish clear. high school, but you know, it's pretty easy to stay in high school when uh, I imagine your dick's almost falling off from like having hot <laughs> chicks just tear at it your entire. Yeah, yeah you know, you have a brand new Hummer his senior year. Right, exactly. If I could slam dunk in high school and I was recruited by. Not even by D1 schools. Like, D1 schools wouldn't even bother recruiting me because it was so obvious I was going to the NBA. Yeah, it'd probably be easy to stay in high school. Yeah, and if legally he, he didn't have to go to high school, he probably wouldn't have gone his senior year. He, like, no, he could have played basketball so, like, professionally. He would have done it. He, he, yeah, he would have been like 16. Whatever, yeah. whatever he could have dropped out of that wouldn't have hurt his draft stock, that's what he would have done. It, it's just, like the guy has never been. I'm going to wager that the guy has never been inside a community college in his entire life. Maybe to pick up weed from an older kid early (laughs) on in high school or something. Maybe to score, you know, with a chick or something like that. But the guy, (laughs) I mean, what, just the idea of like, okay, we're selling this to these kids. Look, LeBron James is nothing without his college or his high high school school degree. degree, If anything, you see LeBron James and go, wow, that's the one guy who didn't need an education. I'm going to be like LeBron James and just go pro after high school. Well, you're not going to go pro in anything good. I mean, especially nowadays, the high school degree is completely worthless. I mean, a college degree is almost completely worthless. So a, a high school degree is is implied at this point. Yeah, rather than picking LeBron, they should have picked, like, the other four guys in the team to be the spokesperson for that. Right, exactly. <laughs> and be like, hey, these guys are now working these jobs. Thank right. God they kept going to school. Hey, hey, you go to high school. It's all about networking, all right? Mm-hmm. We met LeBron James <laughs> yeah, in exactly. high school, all right? Yeah. That was pretty awesome. I was in a State Farm commercial <laughs> just because I used to play basketball with this one guy who turned out to be LeBron James. Hey, you know that uh, decision that was involved with uh, him going to Miami that uh, kind of ruined his brand? I became a part of his marketing director uh, campaign because I went to high school with him. Do you think I would have got that job if I didn't go to high school? No. Okay, high school's about networking. Meanwhile, some goth kid's ready to blow his fucking face off. And, and oh, okay, if LeBron James stayed in high school, maybe I'll just give it one more try. Like, just like, why not? Why not pick someone? Not, I mean, I understand you want a, you wanted a celebrity that kids look up to, mm-hmm. but there are you. I think you could find a mix. You of, could find a basketball player that went to college, <laughs> right? Maybe a guy who went four years or is now coaching or doing something else. Or what about you know, kids are loving their 
technology and stuff. I was going to say Steve Jobs. He's dead. That's a bad example. Bill Gates, some, one of these other power broker nerds. Hey, a kid with a popular blog or you know a Twitter yeah. dude. Have him come on and go, hey, I learned about how to use a computer in high school. Or do the opposite, some guy who dropped out of high school and just uh, followed his sad life in commercials. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I think kids would respond to that much more than positive – I, I mean, honestly, what I get it. It's just a commercial for State Farm. Mm-hmm. No kids are actually going to be impacted by this at all. Yeah, just it should just be like you said, a guy's sad life. Just go, hey, you know, you guys have heard of townies, right? That is, you're going to be a low level townie. Yeah. Okay, even if you just graduate high school, you're mid rank townie, <laughs> low level townie. Just talk to guys, low level townies. I, I think you're going to see a life you don't want. That'd be a great commercial. I drink at the Applebee's <laughs> six <laughs> nights a week. Oh man, that's what I did. When I, I work with illegal Christmas. immigrants, and they're my bosses. Okay, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's what not having a high school degree is. I went speaking of kind of like uh, scared straight. I went to uh, – I did a show once at this um, – con- it was actually at the Staples Center Convention Center. It was called HempCon. Oh, yeah. And I did, I did a stand-up set there. There was like 20 people in the crowd. It was – I mean it's just an awful, awful uh, – I mean it's an it's awful a hard event. room to play a convention. Awful show. I mean it's a, it's yeah. a big, loud convention center. Yep. People are just wandering by. They have no idea obviously what's going on because they're high and it's just a weird setup. Yep. So the, the show is awful. But just walking around – Seeing these people, I was like, "This is this is a scared straight video." Like a forty-five-year-old guy selling vaporizer, wearing a blazer. Like yeah. this is. I feel like you can see that you think smoking weed's cool. Right. Come out. Come hang get out. Get real at into Hemcom. it, buddy. Yeah. Get yeah. real into it. See what happens. <laughs> yep. You want to you want to see a grandpa talk about hashish oil for a while? <laughs> and they couldn't even. I mean, obviously they couldn't sell weed, so it was just all these right. weed, like. Hanging, you know, weed accessories, and like there was one, there was one Asian guy who just brought in all different types of walnuts. <laughs> he was making a killing. Yeah, he was. He was doing really well. This probably signs up for every convention that happens. Yeah. No, yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> He's at the porn con convention, yeah, no, comic con, and honestly, porn walnuts. Porn con was right next door, so yeah. there there were people. If you could only, if you could imagine the cross pollination between what there's crossover from porn and weed, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> unbelievable. The people going back and forth. There was I saw a couple people in the furry costumes, <laughs> and I was just like, I, I don't. I'm assuming they're for the sex. I, like I didn't know what was worse if they were there for the porn or yeah. for the weed. Like a guy. <laughs> this yeah. squirrel costume is made all out of hemp, man. I like, there's two things I like: is getting high and feeling how awesome my hairy body feels in this bunny costume. <laughs> 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 the one guy came over and I was like, "Oh, you're at SexCon." He's like, "Yeah, take a look at this." And he showed me a video, and it was like two strippers wrestling because they couldn't they couldn't have naked chicks right. there because it's not licensed to be a strip club. So it's just these two girls like wrestling, but not in like any sort of attractive manner. Yeah, it was just it was just like Greco Roman wrestling. It was just so much just weird shit on that internet. Yeah. Speaking of weird okay. shit, Casey, yeah. you were on the uh, front page of YouTube. Yeah. Take us through that uh, that recent booking. Yeah, man. Uh, it was uh, through something I did with Funny or Die for uh, Pepsi. Uh, uh, I They had us come in to like, kind of 
some improvisers come in to be celebrities and memes. I was uh, a meme called uh, Scum. No, wait. Explain to, explain to people what memes are because I, I feel like I kind of know, but yeah. I'm not even that sure. I know what it is. I'm not 100% sure I know how to pronounce it, but I think it's meme. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's basically just like uh, a joke that gets passed around the internet. Like I think uh, of the fam- uh, there's a famous one of like all the Chuck Norris stuff. Like that's a meme. It's just like, oh, it's like this, uh, this it's basically, joke. basically, I guess it's, it would be, uh, yeah, like a joke. A shared then- joke that like anyone can kind of pick. Yeah, and almost. then they just put in their yeah. setup and punchline, but it's basically the same joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, uh, I guess I don't know if Keyboard Cat's considered one because that's a video, but, like, uh, anything that's usually just, like, a picture and then, like, some – so one of the one I did with Scumbag Steve was this guy who was kind of dressed uh, uh, like a like a scummy, uh, scummy dude, um, uh, kind of a fake uh, faux hip-hop guy, although I afterwards researched and the real guy – he is. He, he believes that he is a real hip hop guy. So uh, <laughs> I, I, sh- I shouldn't. I should watch when I say foe. But um, uh, and so it's just it's scummy stuff like dialogue on top of it. You know, just kind of like set up and punchline. Like uh, the one that I remember is like, uh, I heard uh, I heard you broke up with your girlfriend. Can I hit that? Just like that kind of stuff. Like uh, oh, so they were just filling in quotes for him, and that yeah, was yeah, yeah. Kind of, that and was the meme. Yep. And so I they, I did one of those, and then they asked me to stick around to shoot this banner ad uh, for YouTube, um, and it was on the front page. Uh, but my YouTube page, I got to look at it one time, and then after that, I couldn't go back to it because the new formatting, I couldn't figure out how to look at it ever again. So I only saw it one time. But it was just me smiling and being dressed like a different guy. And Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like you matched up with a guy who kind of looks like you, mm-hmm. and it starts off as a wide shot. I just went to YouTube randomly. It, it was like a wide shot, and I, I was like, yeah, that kind of guy kind of looks like Casey with glasses. Yeah. And then they do a little close-up. I'm like, oh, that is Casey with glasses. wonder what's going on there. And then I was like, eh, I don't want to click, click on the click banner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then I was like, Jesus Christ, what does Pepsi Max have to do to get a click? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. They literally cast a guy that I'm good friends with. <laughs> yeah. I'm interested in his life yeah. and his career. And I'm like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't care right. about this contest. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy for Casey. It's right. good exposure. And it seems like a cool thing. And, <laughs> right. and, you know, probably made a couple bucks. But I was just like, eh, sorry, Pepsi Max, not going to click. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah, my sister said she got scared. Like, she wasn't expecting it either and opened up YouTube. And she's like, what? And then she thought that Pepsi had come up with some kind of way to market to individuals. Like, yeah. everyone's everyone's brothers were, like, on the ad for a second. Well, I mean, as, as crazy as that sounds, yeah. it's really not that crazy. Because no, if Facebook has been getting sued or they keep going back and forth with these class action lawsuits of uh you know basically they just take like oh hey i liked uh or logan liked mcdonald's he hits likes on mcdonald's facebook page and it's like oh logan likes the new angus third pounder why don't you like it as well right and they've just been using your likeness and stuff to start selling products and then you also look at like around christmas time or whatever those videos where they just take the flash animation and put your picture on that's true so i mean obviously It's like, it's this is like it. way down the line. Minority Report, man. Minority Report. It's coming, yeah, guys. <laughs> different ads for different people. <laughs> you getting scared of the future? <laughs> yeah. As long as we have those boards that we get to push around with our fingertips, I'm cool with it. Yeah, I mean, I figure until the robots figure out CAPTCHA. That's like our main weapon they against robots. What? CAPTCHA. <laughs> you know, that little thing where like every time you enter like a YouTube video mm-hmm. or you know you send out like a lot of emails or something on Facebook, you have to enter that code. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Once, once the <laughs> artificial intelligence can crack caption that's, <laughs> yeah. that's our last we're resort busted. we're done we're done we're out of here we're in trouble <laughs> have you been uh have you been uh following college basketball or no college football did you hear anything about the uh, bobby petrino case i did yeah my roommate is a huge arkansas fan oh yeah I forgot. Uh, and so he was uh he was devastated recently because this is like he's finally turned the program around 
Uh, yeah, they were 21-5 and five in the past two years, mm-hmm. Arkansas football. And all of a sudden, he's involved in this motorcycle accident. And that was the first thing. And it's just like, oh, Bobby Petrino, head coach, involved in motorcycle accident. But then they, the first day, it was like, but goes to practice the next day. Such a warrior. He went right back to work. And then... Everything came out day after yeah, day. Yeah, he, he gave out a press conference where he's wearing a neck brace and he's explained this story. And even I watched a clip of it, and I mean, obviously, in hindsight, you realize the guy was lying. It mm-hmm. turns out there was a, um, a girl on the back, 25 year old chick who he had been hooking up with, also hired. Uh, also paid her benefits. Also, they said like text each other like fourteen thousand times, and which that's as a, as a football fan, that's annoying. Like you're you're a football coach. What are you doing texting fifteen hundred times? And how does his wife not notice that? Like uh, maybe it's one of those things where it's done. But uh, when I when I went back, I was like, well, now you can't give him any credit for going to work the next day because his wife just found out that he was on a motorcycle accident with some other chick. Of course, he's going to go to work. The next yeah, that's day. where you want to go. <laughs> he's going to get out of the house as soon as possible. He's got to try and figure out how to delete these texts. Message. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Yeah, it's oh, a- and, and it's so hilarious. It's hilarious for a couple of things. Just like the idea of an old football coach being really enamored in texting, and like you said, how could she not know? Yeah, th- I mean that thing. Like, if you're hanging out with a girl and you you just like start responding to emails or Your texts, you start, always, well, start getting you the stink guy. What's yeah. oh? What are you up to? What are you over smiling there? about? So, what are you smiling about? <laughs> What's so funny? Yeah. Basically, it's like put that phone away yeah. and pay attention to me. How can you get away with four thousand text messages? It's just it's just recruits, just illegal yeah. recruiting. Exactly. Don't worry, don't worry about it. Don't worry, sweetheart. Just legal recruiting. If there's one thing you can take away from that story, kids, it's don't ride a motorcycle. Don't so ride. Many, so many people c- kill their careers, and I don't get it. Why ride a motorcycle? Like, why? It's it's not that much cooler. Like, just buy a convertible, Bobby Petrino. If you want to feel your hair going through, yeah. What is the thrill? The hair going through the wind? Like, Jason Williams, basketball player from Duke, ended up killing his career. Uh, big motorcycle accident. Bobby Hurley, I think. Or he Dennis, was in a car accident, I guess. Dennis but. Rodman didn't help his career. Yeah. I mean, that was later on. But Some of you, uh, who was it? Ben Roethlisberger had the injury. <laughs> like, why? Okay. He damaged his brain. Just his brain was barely working before the accident. Don't ride a motorcycle. It can't be that much fun. It, I, it cannot be. You won a Super Bowl. What's more fun uh. than that? Just think about winning the Super Bowl. Just have sex with tons of <laughs> yeah. chicks. I mean, why? Are you taking the chick on the motorcycle ride is it not thrilling enough just like cheating on your wife <laughs> yeah. with a 25 year old that you hired and slush funds and all that like that was enough thrill you also <laughs> got to get on your harley it yeah. feels like he has to impress her i feel like a skidoo is so much safer it's the same idea you're <laughs> yeah. in water yeah i mean you're... ask those uh, new england patriots players <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean sure they didn't you have a well, yeah. i think you had a joke that they were like joke, yeah if they were on the first string they would have been like it would the, if the, it affected fantasy <laughs> it's a it's a it's a bigger hurt Tom Tom Brady, they'd still be like looking for these guys. <laughs> yeah. Say uh, second string lineman. Ah, oh, we can get someone off waivers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's time to move on. That's we a, have to that's stop. A timely joke about four years ago. About exactly. Doing this Patriot offensive lineman who died. Right. I mean, the the five people listening that know yeah. that reference yeah. will will really get They'll a good that. chuckle. They'll love that. And it also made me realize that when he's given that press conference in the neck brace, I've started to realize almost. I feel like almost everyone I've seen give a press conference. Conference in a neck brace is lying to some degree. Like, <laughs> yeah. there's what? Is, <laughs> Otherwise, they don't want to give a press conference. Yeah, They're no. like, wait till I get off this fucking neck brace. Give me a couple they, weeks. They, I'm in a I'm in a halo. They got screws <laughs> yeah. in my head. All right, we can take care Uh-oh, of the this, press. This guy did something. <laughs> yeah. This guy. Was, there's questions to be asked. It's like, all right, I got to get my ass. I cannot move my <laughs> neck. Yeah. I am out here doing damage control. 
And what is and it's so funny, guys in neck braces. Um, I remember our buddy Justin was involved in a like uh, he got hit by someone in a car and mm-hmm. suffered some whiplash. But then the lawyer also told him that he should be wearing this neck brace too. So, right. but just you know, especially I mean, the neck brace is not flattering. You, no. you have a couple extra pounds on. You got like <laughs> pushing it up you got the neck fat popping yep. out of the. It just, you look like it just looks hilarious. Yeah, and then you like talk weird. You got your. You got your head pointed up. <laughs> the one thing worse than neck brace is pulling your neck and not having a neck brace. I yeah. did once in high school, and like everyone fucks you as soon as they realize because it's it's so obvious because you never turn the way you do if you pull your neck. Where like you have to move your whole body with it. What did you want to say? Like to the guy <laughs> next to you, and so everyone instantly knows like what the fuck is wrong with you. And so when everyone all the time is trying to stand right over your shoulder. Hey, hey, over here. Hey, uh, look at how he turns. Yeah. No. That. I mean. Yeah. I mean. The neck yeah, man. I knew this guy in high school that got a, a bike and like a couple of weeks after he got his motorcycle showed up with uh, both his arms in a cast <laughs> like in, in uh, oh, Frankenstein man. fashion like he couldn't it's like, move. It's like sitcom. Yeah, that, no, it really it is. Terrible. It's it's right out of a movie or a sitcom. Like, oh, the neck brace. All right, here comes trouble. It, it's always – and it's never like – it's never like, oh my god, I um, I was rescuing these kids from an icy river. And <laughs> right. I, I strained my. It's never something heroic. It's <laughs> right. always, it's always something shady went yeah. down. Someone was drunk. The complete story's not quite out yet. Yeah, I think two two of the greatest things that ever happened to me in life. One is the first time I took my dad's uh, moped for a joyride. I like crashed it in the back of the garage. <laughs> Wait, your dad had a moped? <laughs> yeah, that's and I, pretty funny. He was gone one weekend, and I, me and my buddy. <laughs> My buddy don't, wanted to ride it. Don't get it in my don't get <laughs> yeah, it don't into my, my moped. moped. Uh, but and so I ended up doing it, sliding it, crashing it into the garage, freaking out. Uh, nothing happened. We glued it back together. It wasn't a big deal. My dad, I'm sure, kind of <laughs> knew, but n- never never talk about it. That's the relationship we have. Yeah, um, exactly. Uh, and so I was like, great. Just I never, like- never want to ride a motorcycle. I can't even handle a moped. The other thing was I vomited because uh, I was really drunk the first time I had chew and I started swallowing it. I was like, I know you're not supposed to swallow, but you want to swallow some of it. And so I just like, <laughs> and so I was pretty much just eating chew because I was drunk and then so I vomited that. And so then I never wanted to chew. It's like, I think if kids can do something terrible and have a bad experience the first time, that's the best thing that can happen to you. Right. Maybe we got to just come up with some sort of Disneyland for... Um, <laughs> yeah, just trying every drug and have it just pop, be awful. Popping cherries. <laughs> just like the awful experience you'd imagine. Yeah, like, all right, we're going to give these kids mushrooms and then just totally freak them out. Like, like grandparents are there just, like, asking them questions about yeah, their lives. Here's, and... here's a picture of your mom topless. Like, just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> like, have, just set up all these Pavlovian responses <laughs> of, like, oh, you think smoking weed's cool? This is your dad, uh, you know, pleasuring himself. It's just just right, like, yeah, yeah, just yeah. like, oh my god, I'm never yeah. gonna be able to smoke weed again. Yeah, that's when, great. I, when my brain's high, that's what happens. And kids would do it because you'd be like, look, if you go, if you go to this place, you get to try every drug. Yeah, <laughs> you get to, or you get to pick your drug and let you do it. But you just have to do whatever they tell you after that. Right. Yeah, we, hey, man, we just came up with a million dollar idea. <laughs> yeah, we'll get Disneyland on it. Why would they not want to be a part of it? <laughs> yeah. You're talking about um, not wanting to be on a on a motorcycle. I had a similar experience in Cancun. We all decided, like, hey, we're 18, we're drunk, we're in Mexico, there's no (laughs) No rules, let's rent scooters. So we get scooters, and we're just driving around in Cancun, just doing whatever, because, I mean, that is kind of the fun, I mean, Mexico really is that Disneyland that we described, (laughs) you can do whatever you want, hey, kids, you want to see a sex show? Here you go, here's a donkey. That's right. Um, and uh, damn, Mexico beat us to the punch. <laughs> yeah, I know. 
<laughs> so I, I was driving around and I had a helmet on and the wind was – I guess they didn't fashion it quite loose or it was like a little bit loose and the strap, whatever, the wind was going – pulled my helmet back and the strap was on like <laughs> yeah, pulling pulling my neck back and was choking me <laughs> and I'm like going all over the road and uh almost almost died in Mexico there so I, I was like all right I can barely stay on this scooter I'm never riding a motorcycle that sounds insane to me that's great dying from the piece of equipment trying to keep you safe <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh sweet irony maybe that's why uh Ben Roethlisberger didn't wear one there you go he heard about my experiences you know, <laughs> I'm sure he's a that's fan why. of the podcast I'm sure that's why checking it out um Oh, okay. Wait, I got to get to this. Aziz Ansari, I guess, has a new um, a new stand up special. I, I hadn't heard it, but I, I was reading some article where this guy was interviewing him, uh, Daniel Kelson, f- uh, former executive producer of Jimmy Kimmel Live, a couple other things, and they, it's just like dinner with Daniel. They have a dinner. They write up a little thing for Grantland, some uh, you know media website. And I guess in his uh, new special, like Aziz Ansari talks about the uh, R&B singer R. Kelly a lot. So in this one, he ends up talking about him again. And he described the the video clip that he saw online in the interview. And it was R. Kelly explaining what an echo is. And I was like, wait, that's – you know, it, it seems like – wait – why would a guy release a YouTube video just explaining what an echo is? There has to be, there has to be something more to it. But thankfully, no. It's it really is just just that. So uh, here's a here's a listen. I guess he's responding directly. Like someone tweeted him. I'm assuming what is an echo? <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if it was that coherent. No, he wasn't explaining reverb for like. Oh, we'll get here. Take a listen, Logan. We'll we'll, we'll get an explanation. You know, after I yodel, I say, want to hear you echo, 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 echo. Baby, that's what an echo is. It's an echo, and that same voice comes back to you. Say if you was in the mountain, people go, hello, hello, hello. Okay, so I would never leave you hanging. If I say I'm gonna do something in a song, that's what it is. All right. (laughs) So I guess Uh, in the song he says, "I want to hear you echo." So then he echoes. I mean, that's the craziest part. She heard the song where he goes, "I want to hear you echo." Then he does that thing called an echo and she couldn't put that together i understand maybe she was in a inner city school system where you know she didn't have the luxuries of learning what an echo is maybe she she's be foreign or i no think excuse. the only possible thing is like it, it she thought it meant someone like, like it like it's a it's a term like i know it means echo but does it also mean like when we're having sex you want me to you know <laughs> yell it twice or something or or if we're talking r kelly maybe it is just a nine-year-old girl who honestly <laughs> doesn't understand what that's why he's answering that question. <laughs> exactly. He's, he's like, to, he yeah, girl, you know I'm a man of my word. If I if I say you're going to hear me echo, you're going to hear me echo. <laughs> man, I was watching the Aaliyah uh, behind the music, and one of the weirdest parts about it is they're just like, and then Aaliyah had a, uh, a romance, maybe marriage, we don't want to talk much about it, to <laughs> when she was like 14 years old, to R. Kelly, who was 23, and... Anyway, uh, here's a picture of them standing next to each other, and now let's move on to some other information. Like, there's like no way to, but apparently they got married, but it was some other. She obviously was a minor and wasn't legal, and um, that guy is 
But I, I gotta say, for whatever reason, I hate R and B, but I like R. Kelly. No, I mean his stuff does. I know he's just crazy too, which is even better. So it's like I'm, I'm interested. Yeah, that, that whole in the closet, that yeah. soap. Yeah, he that did hilarious. like a YouTube. IFC soap bought opera. a whole new series of it. He's gonna do more of them and release them on IFC the channel. Now is this is this does this mark the first time uh, a cable company has bought something ironically? Like I feel <laughs> yeah. like I feel like they bought this as a joke. Yeah, they realize it will get lots of views. Totally. I feel, and the ratio I feel like is probably pretty fifty fifty because he does have a legion of diehard fans, yep. and then a legion of people like me, like you, mm-hmm. that are just fascinated with this guy. I love it. But have you guys seen it? Yeah, I mean, I've been, I didn't watch all of it, but I watched a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's great. And he does not care about rhyming. He just wants right. to just tell you a story that is weird and convoluted. Yeah. And, uh, Everyone's cheating on everybody. Yeah. Someone, someone might be gay. Someone might be sleeping with a Then Greg says, whoa. <laughs> I said, Greg says, whoa. <laughs> Who's that in my closet? Yeah. He's like Is an old couple. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the, the best part was that whole interview he gave after the whole – after he got – I think he got cleared – of the charges when he got mm-hmm. he got charged for uh, urinating on that girl. Right. He got charged with some sort of assault on a minor or something like that. And he uh, – <laughs> and they asked like, do you have underage – or are you attracted to young girls? And he's like, yeah, I'm attracted to them as people. They're like, <laughs> do you – are you attracted to teenage girls? He's like – 19-year-old girls. <laughs> it's just like – Yeah, he, he made, said something like, yeah, what are we talking about? Are we talking about 19-year-old girls? I got 19-year-old I, I, friends. I, I, yeah, that are friends. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing with like Jerry Sandusky. Like are you attracted to young boys? Am I attracted to spending quality time <laughs> yeah. with young boys? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I am. It's yeah. like you just say no. It's yeah. like that's – I mean, as much as I am to like the justice system and giving people a fair chance, I feel like that's all I would really need to to convict uh, either one of those guys. Just that statement right there, like, okay, no. I mean, it's it's pretty simple. If you're accused of something like that and it's totally not true, it's pretty easy to blow by that without. It's mm-hmm. pretty easy to pass that test. Yeah. But, and the fact that you're not insulted at all that people are asking that, <laughs> yeah. that that's really the telling point because people who don't uh, you know participate in that sort of behavior if you're asked that question the yeah. immediate it's not a, a questioning let's define things it's like oh you just insulted just say me say that again I'm going to punch you by in the suggesting face. <laughs> that I was that kind of person yeah oh my god that said I am attracted to 19 year old girls <laughs> oh heck yeah dude we're talking about 19 right Right, talking exactly, about 19? Dude. Yeah. <laughs> talking about yeah, they're teenagers. All right, here we go. Well, let's uh, let's just stay on this topic: sports and uh, celebrities. Oh man, this is uh, this is courtesy of the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. They're always in the they're always in the news for uh, <laughs> troubles with the law. Cincinnati mm-hmm. Bengals, of course, known for. Uh, you know, normally it's domestic violence. You know, maybe uh, they got Pac-Man Jones shooting up a nightclub. That uh, Chris Henry fella was trying to beat up his wife with his broken – with his cast arm and then fell out of a pickup truck, passed away. A lot of crazy legal uh, stories surrounding the Bengals. But uh, this time, it's a, it's, a, it's a person on the Bengals staff, but not a player. 
The captain of the Cincinnati Bengals cheerleading squad has been indicted in Kentucky. 26-year-old Sarah Jones faces first-degree sexual abuse, among other charges, for allegedly having sex with a student when she was a high school teacher. <laughs> Authorities say her mother, Cheryl Jones, allegedly participated in a cover-up trying to help her daughter. Cheryl Jones has been indicted for evidence tampering related to her daughter's case, and the community is shocked. If it's proven that she's done it, then I think it's actually wrong. <laughs> Great. I had the to community leave. is shocked. I had to leave in that community testimony. Oh, you got to. That's, a, that's the best community testimony ever. The community is shocked. Uh, if she did it, then, yeah, that sounds kind of wrong to me. <laughs> they, the, first off, the cheerleaders on the Cincinnati – Guess what they're known as, Casey? If you had to come up with a name for the Cincinnati Bengals cheerleader squad, what would you go with? Uh, you're an improviser. I would probably just stick Tiger with Lilies? the Bengals. <laughs> uh, well, they are. The, you're, you're right. They are the Bengals, but it's the Ben Gals. Like they put uh, a hyphen in. Oh, great! It's possibly great the uh, the worst pun of all time. Great choice. I don't even know if that's really a pun. I feel like I just throw the word pun out a lot, and it's <laughs> pun. Yeah, maybe it's right. Maybe it's wrong. I don't really care at this point. <laughs> Just throw it out. Throw it out terms. No use in pontificating about it. Oh, there okay, we go. nice one. There we go. Way, to, way to clean up my mess. Yeah, appreciate that. Uh, yeah, but the yeah, I, the idea of these women. I, it, now, do you think, Casey? I'll ask you this question. Get your opinion on this. Now, do you think this is actually a new phenomenon, or is it just finally being reported on? Do you think it's we're getting more sexualized mm-hmm. and? Women are being exposed to pornography and mm-hmm. develop this idea of like, oh, this is so naughty of me. To, this is so crazy. Or do you think these kind of relationships were always going on but just were underreported? Yeah, I think there's almost no new phenomenons. I think information is so readily available now. Like if you had a, a teacher that slept with some kid in some town somewhere even 15 years ago, then it's like, okay, that town knows about it. That's it. Now it's like everyone knows everything. Yeah. And so I think it's just like – it's just happening. It's just happening more. Right. I, 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 um, it feels like it's happening more. Yeah. I mean, you even heard rumors in my high school. I mean, a student married a gym teacher, and they were hooking up when yeah, he we had was... someone hook up uh, in, my, in my high school. Yeah. Too. So I think it's – yeah, there's enough of an age gap there that eventually someone's going to kind of cross the line there. Hey, man, workplace. That's where, that's where most office romances <laughs> exactly. bloom, though, right? The workplace. Yeah. Yep. It's not, it's not, it's not uh, her fault that all the other teachers are married. <laughs> yeah. You know? And it's <laughs> not her fault that this 16-year-old stud quarterback comes <laughs> yeah. in. That's her job. She, yeah. She's used to cheering on <laughs> yeah, she, great <laughs> athletes, exactly. all right? Maybe she's – her job is to do anything she can to get that team fired up and ready to play. All right. Now, this is the people who really have to be upset are the players on the Bengals. Like, listen, mm-hmm. I'm a grown man. I have a mansion. Yeah. I'm a much better quarterback than that 16 year old pimply faced kid. <laughs> and you'd rather hook up with them? Oh, I could lose my job. Yeah, you're gonna lose your job regardless. <laughs> yeah. And you're gonna be charged with sexual assault. What are you doing? Yeah. Supposedly, now she, this uh, this girl also. Won a eleven million dollar civil uh, lawsuit because um, I guess this online publication said that she was hooking up with uh, Bengals players and got an STD from one of them, and they printed it online, and she won like eleven million dollar civil, you know, Jesus. civil reward. I mean, oh yeah, who knows how much she actually gets? Paid yeah, I mean, day, they're, yeah. they're fighting it in court, right? And, uh, Just some blog that's like, we don't have that. No, yeah, I know. They're like, <laughs> uh, Sure, our Google AdSense pulled in four hundred dollars this <laughs> yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. This year, I love how these civil ju- these civil like awards go. Yeah, because it's just you see these numbers and you're like, 
yeah, I don't think that guy has that money. Why bother awarding something that clearly you're never going to get the money out of them? Yeah. Speaking of suing, have you guys heard about Keith Olbermann getting fired from uh, current TV and suing? Now wait, Logan, did you actually? Did you actually? Yeah. Did you well, just now, research, did you, Logan? Did you actually do some research? No, I just heard. Are you are you aware uh, of a current event? Fascinated by <laughs> Keith just, Olbermann. He's been fired like eight no, times. No, because I just accidentally started playing his clip, and I wondered if that's how you heard it, and wow. that's what triggered your brain. Must have been. Oh, right? maybe. I don't know. Okay. No, we're talking about. Well, what's the clip you got there? All right, this is uh, well, this is Keith Olbermann going on Letterman. Basically, if you're not familiar with the story, Keith Olbermann signed to Current TV. Finally, they're going to let him do his thing, <laughs> and then. <laughs> This guy Which, is like, by the way, right off the bat, it's just sad that he's on current TV. It's like the the worst, like least known cable station. Yeah, I mean, but whatever. That's his choice. Mm-hmm. And literally, honestly, if you're getting ratings, which he was getting in ratings, people let you do what you want. This is where celebrity behavior, bad behavior comes out of. Because if you are getting good ratings, you can literally do whatever you want. But yeah, Keith Olbermann enjoys going out of his way to just start crap with upper management. I mean, honestly, do you think ESPN was really holding Keith back at ESPN? Or do you think he's just insanely difficult to work with? If everyone you've worked with, you've had a problem with the boss... Maybe it's time to look at yeah. Keith Olbermann. Just going out on a ledge. But basically he's suing them because of their production. Gross incompetence. Yeah, gross incompetence, and they've damaged his career. And this is him describing the whole thing to Letterman. And just, I don't know. I mean, take a listen. But it just sounds like a pompous a-hole. No, if you buy a $10 million chandelier, you should have a house to put it in. Mm-hmm. Just walking around with a $10 million chandelier isn't going to do anybody a lot of good. No. And it's not going to do any good to the chandelier. Right. And then it turned out we didn't have a lot. First off, dude. Uh, uh, He's the chandelier. That's yeah, right. yeah. It's already a. They, yeah. Yeah. And, and Letterman is the greatest. Uh, yeah. I mean, you He's go through like, the whole yeah. thing. Okay. And Letterman goes, <laughs> yeah, it just ends with Letterman going, so you're the chandelier. Huge <laughs> laugh. Yeah. Uh, my, it's funny. My, like a handful of my friends were fired. They were working for a show on current t- TV um, and had been for years. Uh, and then they decided to go this news angle and get Keith Olbermann in. Uh, <laughs> and so all my friends, I got out of work. And then this thing lasted like a few months. And Yeah, I mean, you knew it was bad when he's refusing to do live election coverage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, I guess that's all I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sucks. Well, we hope they get work. <laughs> Yeah, they'll land on their feet. Yeah, um, but yeah, the idea that you just compare yourself to a ten million dollars chandelier just it just yeah, comes off comes off really pompous. And also, props to David Letterman for his ability to just basically tune out in an interview, but still kind of just wrap it up. <laughs> like he's just not listening. He, you can just see a guy actively not listening. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, every once in a while you see an episode where he's there and he kills it. Like uh, uh I think he even talked in that um the Joaquin Phoenix uh thing about like when he showed up he's like, "Oh." He like perked up. He's like, "Oh, okay, cool." And like every once in a while you'll see an, uh, an episode where Dave Letterman's like wakes up and's like, "All right, cool. I'm going to do some work tonight." And he can absolutely crush. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I mean he and he does have a great sense for when a moment's occurring right. in TV. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he yeah. has a sense of like Okay, now this is becoming real television. I'm going to tune back in. Yep. But he also has just this amazing autopilot that yeah. he can just go out there, kind of just, I mean, just 
half-ass that <laughs> yeah. monologue because on leno you know someone's telling a story and leno will just laugh at everything like oh, that's that's a great anecdote yeah i mean about. i guess that is kind of part of letterman's charm is that he's comes off as not trying at all i yeah. mean like Aloof. he 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 is competitive and he i think he wants the show to do really well and it eats at him that letterman has more ratings leno. Oh, yeah i'm sorry leno has more ratings than letterman but i think also like he just kind of likes just not caring, like and actively not caring, and yeah, he's. He, I mean, he's he's a tortured guy, but so is Leno. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so is everyone who's successful. Mm-hmm. That's the key to happiness. Don't not being happy. You'll be right. You know what I mean? Yep. Just not being happy. Because if you're happy, that means you're complacent. That means you don't have the eye of the tiger. You're not sitting around getting high, and then opportunity knocks. You got to be ready to strike, <laughs> Casey. <laughs> All right. We didn't get a. Uh, I wanted to play this a couple weeks back when it happened. For whatever reason, we didn't get to it, but the national championship basketball game a couple weeks back. Now, I know I'm going to sound like an old man here, but this is the uh, the Fray. I guess they're a rock band, and this is them playing the national anthem. Have you heard this, Casey? I have, yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah, for those of you who haven't, this is just, ah, man, here you go. Hey, here's my thing. Yeah. If you're gonna do, um, if you're gonna bring it and do a sincere rendition, yeah. put your own flavor on it. Right. Here's my thing: huge risk, H- huge risk messing with the national anthem. Yeah. You could go, you could be like uh, Rose, Roseanne Barr yeah. or Jimi Hendrix. A lot of range, right? Roseanne, close personal friend. No, I, <laughs> right, thought, I thought it was. That's why I gave you Carl Lewis. I gave you Carl Lewis. Hendrix is the bad example. What I'm that. saying is they <laughs> both had huge rewards. Right. Guys like right. Carl Lewis there you go. mess it up. There you go. Uh, but <laughs> this is not I mean, it, it, it sounds like horribly out of tune and not together. Am I wrong? Yeah. I, I honestly, I don't, I don't. To me, that sounds no different than most of the rock stuff I hear on the radio. Slow, right. Slow rock. But they're not. They're not. They're not t- taking a huge they're crap on the it. national anthem. My favorite national anthem <laughs> of all time was Marvin Gaye. Uh, which is like a slow. It was actually for I think an NBA All Star game or something. But it's like that slowed down, uh, and he's got like maybe even like a, uh, a keyboard or something with it. But it, it, it's uh, it's fantastic. Uh, and so I guess yeah, trying something new. I, I think my thing is I don't I don't think I'm a fan of the phrase. So no matter what they do, I'm probably not right. going to like. I, I guess my thing too is this rendition and this version just comes off as like lazy. We're not trying. Yeah. We're kind of above this. Sure. That's, that's our I mean, society, it, man. That's our society you, these days. Yeah, dude. Don't get me started. I'm getting you started. Right? We're trying to wrap this <laughs> no, podcast that's we up. Are. That's, what, that's what the world is these days. Just a lot of... The ironic detachment. Yeah, and it's driving me crazy. We'll get into this more in a couple of weeks, but... Um, <laughs> me and uh, some other comedians went to prices right it was it was a great time it was a huge uh a lot of fun yeah. one of our one of our friends got on the show we'll awesome. we'll have that on in a couple of weeks but I, I i don't know you don't want to lose this prize or whatever but now the i never paid attention before to the new prices right announcer guy yeah but he is just 
he's doing an impression of the Price is Right announcer. Like, it's not even Rod a Roddy. sincere. Yeah, it's just like, hey, come on, Dad. Right. Like, it's not even. It's he's not even really getting into it. It's just like do. Ever I feel like everyone now is just doing an impression of other people, and like I'm kind of over. Like it's this idea of like. We're too cool to actually have a game show, so this is me like, hey, you guys remember that guy. So I'm kind of goofing on him by being like him, yeah. but really I am the same guy. You couldn't watch, you couldn't enjoy the show because you kept thinking the whole time, God, I want that guy's job. That's what, that's why I took him that Oh, story. yeah, dude. I thought it, I wanted everything about that guy's life. Yeah. He had lots of cool jewelry. He's like, you want, <laughs> you want jewelry? No. No. <laughs> he looked like a total tool. He had like nine different rings on. It's it very bizarre. Is Drew Carey the host still? Yeah, Drew Carey's the host. Drew Carey, he's been coming out to uh, UCB Close Personal Friend. Um, <laughs> no. he is, uh, he's, he's taking improv classes. Do you guys know he was a. Oh, really? I he fucking say... loves it, man. He loves improv. Improv, uh, which I guess makes sense. You like put TV well, yeah, shows I mean, on and stuff. But... The same show that I, I did with uh, Roseanne, like I said, close personal friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Set list show. <laughs> Drew yeah. Carey also came in the week after me. I, it, it's a competition thing. You know right. how it is. It's yeah. tough to go after a, a guy who has a really strong set. Right. But yeah, it, Drew Carey is uh, – man, I don't want to – I don't want to say he definitely seemed high, but he's he, he seems like really real, relaxed on stage. He seems like a nice guy from what I've No, uh, I seen. think he's like a really genuinely nice guy from what people say. And um, I believe he was he's a veteran. I don't know if you guys knew that. I want to say he was a Marine, but I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, no, I know he was in the armed forces. I don't know if he actually ever did any uh, serving overseas. So yeah, I'm sure he was outraged by that national championship game. Although <laughs> Tying it back. Uh, although he owns a soccer team, so I don't know how, oh, how come on now. Come I don't on know now. how long you know, I don't know how much come we on, could actually be friend, friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Former close personal friend. <laughs> I can't, I sorry, I just can't go down with a guy who's just it was earnestly enthusiastic. I've never actually talked to him. He's just, he's just seen a couple of shows. So I assume that that means we're close friends. That's how it works. Yep. All right. <clears throat> Logan, you want to uh, wrap things up here with the haiku? Oh, wow. Let's he's do it. scribbling right now. Furries and potheads. LeBron's ironic advert. Chandelier problems. Nice. They had me wait until that last line a little yep. bit longer than I expected. Left you hanging. Mm-hmm. All right, Casey. Uh, thanks for coming on the program, thanks, man. Uh, where, can, where can people check you out? Uh, uh, creamcomedy.com or uh, my uh, Twitter is at internetcasey, but you probably knew that you had to put the app part before it. So, internetcasey, C A S E Y. Yep. All right. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in the green room. And, uh, hey, for uh, people in the L.A. area, we're going to be doing a Comedy Garage, the 420 show on yeah. 420 at Rafa's Lounge, uh, 1836 West Sunset in beautiful Echo Park. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. we got this one dude, Jerry, is going to be playing guitar. It's a really fun environment, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Come for Jerry. Stay <laughs> for the Comedy Garage. Yeah, Jerry's pretty cool. He's just this dude. Knows some sweet Zeppelin tunes. He's going to be opening it up. And, they- yes, it is the Jerry. And it is a great location. I was at the the one last month. Fantastic. Great vibes. Uh, come check it out. There will be people doing drawings and, and just hanging out. Yeah. It, it, meet some interesting it's, characters. It's, it, it's got a, like a couple different side rooms. Mm-hmm. It's got a nice stage. Yeah. And then you have just like a, a guy off to the side doing like a charcoal drawing who will come up and give you notes after you're set. <laughs> so there's, there's a, lot, a lot of fun to be had. Make sure you check that out. You can follow the Comedy Garage at the comedy garage thank you everyone for tuning in the green room we do it here live every week on shantygreen.com
Thanks for listening to The Green Room. Log on to SeanTGreen.com to access archive episodes and follow the show on Twitter at Green Room Show. Also check out thecomedygarage.org. Seen her walk by in them tight jeans and he looked at her.